0: The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal
1: Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. It's Casey Fields with City Quick Connect podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I know you've been listening to all the other episodes, but honestly, are they as exciting as this one? I don't think so. Scott, welcome back, man.
2: Hey, Casey. I'm glad to be here. It's a a pleasure to be back.
1: It's a pleasure to be back. Um while we're not necessarily this time talking about state legislation or no. state politics we're going to go federal we're going to take a little ride up to dc
2: yeah let's uh take the take the flight take the ride i prefer going up uh 77 to 81 to 66 myself to stay off of 85 95 cuz it's such a mess but um
0: uh i prefer american airlines
1: yeah Exactly. <laughs> that is a little more Everybody, efficient. Erica is no stranger to the City Quick Connect podcast with Scott and I. So welcome back, Erica. She is our A1 from day one expert on federal level legislation and federal advocacy. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Let's, Scott, tell me when we... When Erica came on board at the Municipal Association, she was initially, part of her job description, was definitely expanding our federal advocacy um, efforts. Yeah. And tell me, you know, what you had in mind when
2: yeah. so, we welcomed uh, you yeah, we'll, to Yeah, family. We'll, and I'll back up to when Todd Glover, our executive director, named me as the Director of Advocacy and Communications. And he and I talked about some of the things that he and I both Thought we wanted to do and needed to do in terms of our advocacy efforts and expanding and developing our, our relationships with our federal delegation was at the top of my list. And, right. and coincidentally enough, it was at the top of his list as well in terms of advocacy. And so we brought Erica on board and immediately tasked her with doing that, and so um, she set to work. We, we, I mean, Erica. I basically we, you and I sat down, and I said, "Hey, this is what we want to do," and I asked you to go to it. No other instructions beyond that, and you've taken it and run with it. So, talk about what, what, how you got started in in developing those relationships, and then talk about you know how that's paid off in terms of some of the information that we've been able to share, the relationships we've been able to build and then what we have done and what we're going to do going forward. So just talk, talk a little bit about how you got started.
0: Well, sure. I came on board in April, 2020. And you all remember that was the height of COVID-19. Well, the first wave at least, and we were in the middle of the cares act and there was such an urgent need for us to not only have those relationships with our federal delegation, but to also be able to convey information coming out of DC directly to our members. And so those relationships, building those relationships were very important. So to talk about a starting point, I started with uh, Senator Lindsey Graham's state director, Van Cato. And Van was just extremely helpful. He got to be a powerful guy in this state because I remember one call to Van, we were on the phone for a solid 15 minutes, and he said, you know, I've got you from here. Uh, give me five minutes, and I'd like to introduce you to the other folks in the state. And five minutes later, he sends out this email to all state directors introducing me and asking them to reach out to me, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, replies started coming in saying, hey, Erica, I am Congressman Timmons. Uh, legislative or excuse me, state director. I'm Congressman Rice's state director. Let's talk. Here's my cell phone information. And so this was not a heavy lift at all. It took one call for me to forge those relationships here at the state. So I, I'm extremely grateful to Van Cato. Shout out to Van. Thank you, Van, for, for helping me navigate at least the state level, those relationships here. And it was those state directors that opened the door. And connected me to their colleagues in DC.
2: And Van has been a great friend of the the associations for many years. And Van and I have been awesome. friends since 2003 when I was uh, city manager in Woodruff. So, uh, but but even though we knew Van and he's done things with us and we've we 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 exchanged work together, we really had never taken advantage full advantage of mm-hmm. him and and all the other federal friends that we have. Tell, tell us the reaction you got from these folks as you made contact with them.
0: Well, um, I was able to make those connections with our, our federal delegation, and in particular, those staff members. I was able to get in the door working with the National League of Cities. Uh, you have all seen it. It's a huge spreadsheet that they were able to send to me of our uh, federal delegation staff listing or staff rosters. And we have on that roster every single staffer who works for our federal delegation. We have their names, their contact information, their titles, from chiefs of staff to legislative directors to schedulers. We have it. And that's so important. Uh, And I just started reaching out uh, to legislative directors and chiefs of staff Uh, chiefs of staffs and those uh, relationships have proven very fruitful. So very grateful to NLC for sending the information and took the ball on our end and ran with it.
2: Talk about the reaction, Erica, that you have gotten from these folks as you reached out to them.
0: There was one of relief. The the main reaction across the board was relief. And when you think about it, particularly looking at the roles of these legislative directors, uh, our members our congressional members—they have great relationships with their folks on the ground mm-hmm. within their district. But if they needed information, someone on staff would have to have to reach out to every city, mm-hmm. every town in their district, in or their district, senator, everybody, right? Yeah. And so, uh, our value proposition, our ability to be able to give them information uh, on all of South Carolina municipalities, mm-hmm. all cities and towns, mm-hmm. is huge. Our ability to do a lot of the legwork, produce a lot of the data that they need in their mm-hmm. policy making is huge. And so for them to be able to reach out with one call, one email and trust that we will get them yes. what they need is huge. I've had some respond, responded and said, we would love once we get to this point and broadband um, legislation to have a local mayor come up and testify on mm-hmm. the Hill. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been really good. We start, well, I started reaching out to legislative directors that has been huge. We did zoom meetings. Um, many of them are from here, from yeah. Columbia. Yeah. Um, that has been huge. And then i um, working our way to chiefs of staff. And so at this point and this point being last year, I felt like I was email BFFs with everyone, but right. n- had not <laughs> right. met them. And right. so um, it paid off. The first federal opportunity I would say that we had was when the White House Intergovernmental Affairs Office mm-hmm. asked for FaceTime with our members.
1: Which is That's pretty huge. big. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. It,
0: and I was thinking, what is this going to look like? Is this just going to be a talking head? No, it was mm-hmm. an actual Zoom conversation where we had our mayor speaking face to face with members of the White House uh, intergovernmental office. And this was going back to the American job plan and talking Mm -hmm. about um, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But that was a good moment for us to be able to provide our membership with that direct line. I remember Mayor Rainwater uh, with the city of Hanahan was Mm -hmm. able to say, hey, I don't see flooding infrastructure in right. here and and that was really good for her to be able to provide that directly to mm-hmm. them and so we do look forward to
1: providing more opportunities like that and what a what a wonderful background foundation for ARP work yeah I mean that was and and that started and then y'all went to to DC so talk a little bit about we knew ARP we'd have been working you had been working on ARP and then y'all took the trip To D.C. to Mm -hmm. to really meet face to face and touch each other and (laughs) actually be able to, you know, hug and shake hands and high five or whatever. I have an interesting ARP story and we're
0: all on a group text. So y'all know what happened just as well as I did. So in our entire congressional delegation, all nine members, Mm -hmm. uh, we only have one, Congressman Clyburn, who voted for it. Right. Everyone else voted against it. And so imagine my surprise when I get a call from a legislative aide in D.C. calling asking for a uh, an explanation on the American rescue plan. I mean,
1: I remember the text message. You were uh-huh. like, everybody alert. This is what is happening Shouldn't right I now. Shouldn't I be getting
0: that from you <laughs> there? So, uh, so we gave him the uh, everything that we knew at that point. It was right. still very early. Treasury hadn't released anything. Gave him everything. And then maybe five minutes later, got a call from their communications director saying, So can we just link our website to your website and just send everyone there? Sure. And we're like, Absolutely. Would love it. it was like, Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. Go right ahead. So, um, the, I think that's where they started to see the value that we provide. Yes. Um, and so. Sorry.
2: Well, I was going to say the, the, what, what we had already and continue to have at the state level in terms of the general assembly, seeing the municipal association as the go-to resource for all things. The honest broker of
1: accurate information. Mm -hmm.
2: Precisely. We are now developing that and becoming that at the federal level as well, which is And y'all, it is
1: all about, and you said this earlier, Erica, and you've said it, Scott, it's all about building those relationships. And it is all about the trust that if they ask us for something, we're going to give them that information in a timely and accurate, reliable, dependable way.
0: And they know who to call to get it. Yes. Um, you, uh, you know, we we've gotten calls for copies of our municipal directory. Yes. And we were able to hand deliver those. Um, I had, I think this was Congressman Norman's office call and say, Hey, can we just get a, a listing of all of the elected. Right. So knowing that just like you said, yes. when there's a need and they need to understand their district a lot more, that's right. that they know that they can pick up a phone and call and mm-hmm. we'll deliver. but and they're
1: not, it's not just a shot in the dark. They know right. that they can pick up and say, Erica, I need to do this. Or yes. what do you think about this? Or this mm-hmm. is happening. Or we want to, and tell, let's talk about, or if we're okay with that, talk about, talk about the, um, you had started organizing some in-district events, but mm-hmm. then we had to pull back because of COVID, of course. So talk about that a little bit, because that's another Value added for our members in federal advocacy.
0: Yeah, we wanted to again uh, kind of bridge that gap. We we cover our members here at the state house and in D.C. and had this idea. It was actually Todd's. What if we gave our members an opportunity to meet face to face once a year with their congressperson? Mm-hmm. And so we uh, had this idea of congressional in district congressional mm-hmm. dinners. In which we would invite their congress member we would invite the elected so the mayors the uh council Council members members and the administrators and managers we would cover logistics we would uh, allow the uh, congress member to identify where in district they wanted to host this we Mm -hmm. would handle invitations but the premise of this was an update everything that the electeds in district three need to know about district Mm three. And it's a, it's a two way conversation
1: and a way to, to get to know their Congress. Because sometimes people think I'm just the mayor of a small town. Mm -hmm. There's no way that this Congressman knows anything Mm -hmm. about me or anything that I need here in this small town. But this was a way to give them that exposure.
0: That's right.
1: When they may not be able to go to DC or they, you know, may feel intimidated calling their DC office, even.
0: That's true. And we structured it in a way that, and I'll use Congressman Norman's because we had his actually scheduled on the books. We scheduled it so that Congressman Norman had time to give a briefing on legislation that he's working on or that's Mm -hmm. moving in DC that will directly impact cities and towns. But then it was going to be a roundtable discussion that our cities and towns could let him know this is what we're seeing here on Mm -hmm. the ground and Mm -hmm. foster that level of collaboration and conversation i love it everyone that we spoke to loved the idea Mm -hmm. Uh, unfortunately we were just in a time where the congressional calendar was changing by the week right uh and so the day that we had congressman norman scheduled That week, uh, the House got called back to D.C., so their break got cut short Mm -hmm. to take up the budget resolution that the Senate had passed that still had not passed the House yet. So we are um, looking to bring those back or to start those, actually, Mm -hmm. in 2022. Everyone's on board. We talked about these in D.C., and we'll get to D.C. in a minute, but uh, and having those Not as close to our regional advocacy meetings so we can give them the love that they deserve. Right. And just pray, pray, pray that the congressional calendar is somewhat stable. Right, right. So that we can actually have them. Yeah, Yeah. hopefully now they will
1: be. So let's talk about the trip Mm -hmm. to D.C. Um, We've done, we have taken trips to D.C. before with the association in conjunction with the nlc's congress of cities Mm -hmm. but i cannot remember a time that i've been here which has been i'm I'm in a long time well just i'm 25 now so Mm -hmm. i've been here for quite some time since i was a small child Mm -hmm. and um never very rarely i'll say that Mm -hmm. have we taken a trip just the association to go up to dc just to do one-on-one meetings so y'all scott erica y'all went tell me about Tell me about how it went and how you felt about it.
2: Yeah, so we went uh, in late September to call on... Um, we ended up calling on four of our members of, of the delegation, right? No, called on four. We met, got to meet face-to-face right, with, with three, three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first vice president, Rick Osborne, went with us uh, in the And he's the, absence, the mayor
1: of Aiken, right? Mayor
2: of Aiken. And, but Kathy Pender, Kathy Pender, who's our current president... Uh, was supposed to go, but mm-hmm. she was unable to to make it because she had uh, other obligations on a council meeting yeah. during the during the schedule. So we went just to put faces with names right. And um, when we went in and sat down with these uh, these staff members and these elected officials, And they're so used to somebody Mm -hmm. coming with an ask. Mm -hmm. They would sit down and say, okay, what can we do for you? And we we said simply nothing. Nothing. We're just here to to say hello and to Mm -hmm. put names with faces. In several occasions, you could just (laughs) see the relief wash over them and and immediately relax and become much more... Interested in having just casual conversation mm-hmm. because we really didn't have an ask at that point. We didn't. <laughs> um, we we've got some asks now. You as know a result. the
1: the the word relief is definitely a theme because once they realize that we did y'all didn't want anything, and then they have a contact here, mm-hmm. it's like oh, right, wow. You know, it's this yeah. that that kind of seems to be threaded throughout.
2: And so we, uh, we, had, we had good conversations and really particularly our, our during our meeting with uh, Congressman Clyburn, uh we got some ideas and gave him some good imp- input with regard to how South Carolina could benefit from, from some federal action, particularly with regard to broadband. Mm-hmm. So the week we were there was the week that the... Uh, house was supposed to originally vote on the build back better plan and the infrastructure plan Mm -hmm. where they'd already voted on the infrastructure plan but we were still waiting on the or there was some some, they were supposed to make the big vote and they didn't they ended up not making the vote but during that conversation with congressman clobber who came off of the floor after a speech off the house floor back to his office and sat with us for a good 35 minutes Mm -hmm. and we had a great conversation You know, he talks, one of his priorities is expanding broadband across South Carolina. And he talked about the good work that uh, Jim Stritzinger is doing at the Office of Regulatory Staff. But we suggested to him, as we have suggested to our General Assembly, that broadband could get even better in South Carolina and more opportunities could be had in the rural areas in particular if cities and towns in our state were allowed to light fiber. We can hang fiber, we can hang cable, but we are not allowed to effectively not allowed to light that fiber and he was piqued by this mm-hmm. um, and so we we're pursuing some, maybe some federal authorization mm-hmm. uh, to allow municipalities across the country to light fiber. Um, of course, I may be you know giving our opponents a heads up on this, but uh, (laughs) our members need to know this and be interested in it because for all the doubts that sometimes I have about the, um, the relevance of federal action to what we do day in and day out as municipalities, this was one of those examples where, where I think we could seek some, some help from the federal level uh, to, to accomplish goals for cities and towns so uh, that was a great conversation that we would never have had Mm -hmm. had we tried to engage with congressman Clyburn outside of his office and in a more populated setting with you know with a lot more people around we would not have had his undivided attention the way we did
0: yeah it happened so organically yes you're exactly right absolutely we were just around his we what we're watching him he has like four screens in his conference room Mm -hmm. We are watching him give his remarks on broadband yep. on the floor, yep. and like three seconds later, he comes into the room. <laughs> we are like, <laughs> "Okay,", oh, okay. <laughs> and he is so relaxed. He and we're now relaxed and mm-hmm. and just in regular conversation. And, it came up,
2: and you know, I think this was true of all the folks that we met when they understood and realized that we were all native South Carolinians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really helped. Help. Help keep them engaged and interested in us. We weren't just some other lobbyist organization yeah. mm-hmm. coming in there wanting something.
1: Big pharma, big tobacco.
2: A- anybody, anybody. We were, we were representative of folks from back home because we are right. folks from back home mm-hmm. and all of them, all of those mm-hmm. folks, even if they weren't natives themselves, I think were much more interested in engaging with us than, than if we had not been.
0: You know what else helped and this is probably, of course, Congressman Clyburn was a highlight, but um, probably my favorite part of this trip is how we started it. Mm-hmm. And that is we held a dinner for just the staffers. Right. We sent each office two quote unquote tickets. It was free Right. Um, at a restaurant in walking distance to Capitol Hill and Every office out of our nine offices, seven of the nine sent two folks. Wow. So now we're sitting across from their chiefs of staff, um, some sent uh, deputy chiefs, legislative directors. They come there and I learn, we learn while we're there, apparently there was a text saying, hey, are y'all going to this yeah. dinner? And uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But they all said, yeah, let's yeah, go. Let's and they go. came, thank God. And that is <laughs> so, because we prepaid for that per right. plate. Same so yogurt. they came. <laughs> <laughs> so they came. But just like Scott said, we did not talk
1: legislation
0: mm-hmm. at no. all. It was just fun, get to know you, relationship, mm-hmm. conversation. We were laughing. We mm-hmm. had a good time. I'll tell you one thing that uh, piqued all of their interest we were talking about uh, I don't know how we got on the subject of law enforcement reform, mm-hmm. and I was able to talk about the first time I had gone to the Criminal Justice Academy yes. and uh, so cool. went to the simulator. Yes, and now we have a, a list of staffers that say, "Well, we come to Columbia, we're calling you, and yeah. we want to go into that simulator." But it, it was just such a relaxing. We, we had to cut it short uh, because we could have stayed there all night just right. talking about yeah. random stuff. Yeah. Well, here's how we saw a return on that. The very next day we we're going through our meetings and now it's time to go meet with Congressman Joe Wilson mm-hmm. who had gotten called to the floor for a vote. So now it's looking like we're not going to be able to meet with him. Right. We get outside of his office building. I can't remember the name of the building, his staffers who were with us the night before come out uh-huh. and they're like, guys, we're so sorry. He just got called to the floor, so we're just gonna go over to the Capitol and text him and see if he'll just come out and talk to you. And they escorted us to the wow. Capitol. We very are. Cool. In, we're walking in, and Scott knows I, I'm. I'm a nerd. Like I was being very professional, but I was so happy to be there. Right. And Scott was like, "When we go down this hall, look to your left. Look to your left." And I look to my left, and it's like the the House Chamber. I'm like, "Oh my God, there it is!" <laughs> and so we saw as we're as we're walking. Speaker Pelosi walked by us. And I'm going to say it on this podcast. Todd Glover was like, that's the speaker.
1: (laughs) You kind of have to fangirl a little bit because you're just like, these people are, I mean, you know, you hear about them and you see them on TV. But then the moment happened.
0: Congressman Joe Wilson gets the text from these two ladies. It was his legislative aide and deputy chief of staff. He came out off of the floor during a vote. And we talked to him for a solid, I don't know, it's, 10, 15 minutes. 20 minutes probably 20 minutes at least, yeah. That yeah. would That's not awesome. have happened if we had not built those relationships right. with his staff the day before. The fact that they would go pull him off of a floor vote like that. Right. And so I think it just shows you, yes, we love having relationships with our Congress members, but those staffers are key. Just
2: they, like at the
1: state level. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know just what? like at the state level.
2: He, er, all of those staff members were super nice, super accommodating, mm-hmm. very attentive, and uh, it, they, you know, they were really professional and didn't, you know, sometimes you could you could get the impression from others in D.C. that. Oh, you know, you're just another tourist or, or
1: mm-hmm. another lobbyist, you're or, another you, you lobbyist just or something else. Yeah.
2: But mm-hmm. they they were all super, super accommodating. Mm-hmm. You know, Democrat, Republican didn't matter. We were all we we're all friends and we we're all, uh, all all South Carolinians. So, uh, and you know, really this great. starts.
1: This is uh, I mean, this is only the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, This is only the beginning of the D.C. trips because I think you all both mentioned that you're going to continue to do that, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe taking different board members every time.
2: Yeah, we're going to we're going to do these trips. We're going to try and do them at least quarterly Mm -hmm. uh, just to maintain those relationships. And in particular in Washington, if you know anything about the staffs, they they they're they're younger Mm -hmm. and they turn over uh, frequently because, uh, you know, smart, energetic, upwardly ambitious people talented people yeah. get hired in these mm-hmm. offices and then they get they they move on to bigger and better things and so it, it's going to be a it's going to be an effort of maintenance mm-hmm. with for these relationships mm-hmm. going forward uh, so that's why, that's why we want to go up there as frequently as possible. And, and again, not necessarily with a, with an ask because mm, yeah. r- r-
1: really, well, now you do have a lot of asks. old, old hats at it. So you just walk through the halls and just start high-fiving hey people guys. and <laughs> hey, what's up, what's up y'all. And they're like, Oh, Hey y'all just tags. We're going to be right. here.
0: Well, four takeaways that have already happened since then. Number one, um, and I'll lift up Ashley Wilson, who is Congressman Clyburn's legislative director. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had her office number and her email address. Before we even leave the Capitol building, she, her email was, it was so great to meet you. Here's my cell phone number. Call oh, or wow. text me if you need anything. That's, that is more valuable. Right. Than, yeah. That's one. And number two, of course, we get back and now it's time to send thank yous. But we don't just send them to the folks we met with. We send them to the schedulers as well. The response.
1: Absolutely. The
0: response was from the schedulers. So glad this worked for you. Call me if you need anything. But from the staffers who represent uh, Congress members or that we did not meet with. Mm -hmm. Okay, please let me know when I can get Congressman Rice on your schedule. Well, let me tell you something. Let me know.
1: They've heard Uh from their friends Uh how nice it was Mm -hmm. and how what a great time they had. And they're starting to feel a little jealous. Yeah.
0: So that was number 2, number 3. This was interesting. I got a text from Congressman Norman's office from his legislative director who was coming to Columbia for the first time mm-hmm. and they were meeting with their state delegation and wanted to grab lunch close to the state house um beforehand. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately she she became ill and couldn't come, but it was funny. She was like, "What what do you recommend? I'm like I've been here a year. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So we we're going to go to halls. So we're yeah. going to go Ooh, to halls. Yeah. And there was a, and then the last uh, we have staffers who are engaging with us for our hometown legislative action day uh from the from DC and mm-hmm. that, that's really cool. So we're starting to integrate um federal advocacy into what we do. Yes. And uh, I think
1: it's important that We start to talk about it more Mm -hmm. and not like it is something else we do, but state and federal, because both are proving to be critical, not just state. Yeah,
2: I mean, despite my thinking that we don't have a lot of issues that are relevant to us at the federal level, that's not true i right. mean mm-hmm. we have cities have squabbles with the army corps of engineers mm-hmm. uh yeah we have
1: we per- have some dust-ups permitting that i feel issues. like th- yeah. these relationships yep. Yep. can prevent
0: we were know? asked and to yeah we were asked to keep senator scott's team apprised on law enforcement reform mm-hmm. with his, with because, his law yeah, enforcement yeah. reform bill unfortunately dying um they asked well what's in that bill and we were able to tell them in the office yeah. and mm-hmm. keep us informed yes. and so that that was
1: really good too so we have a lot to look forward to um, with expanding federal advocacy efforts, ongoing state advocacy efforts.
2: Yeah, the next the next step, I think, one of the next big steps with the federal advocacy is getting our members involved to some extent, more to more directly than than well, we have. Definitely, the so in district
1: meetings are going to no the in yeah. district. Yep. You know that Absolutely. that's really going to yeah. That's yep. really going to do it.
2: Big turnouts for those will be will be. Important to show these congressmen and these senators how mm-hmm. important local government is and and how relevant we are Yeah, and the voices that that we have so uh, as as Erica Pushes that information out and in those invitations We want all of our elected officials to pay attention to those and respond to those and 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 plan on coming to those events when we get them scheduled
1: mm-hmm. I am I just am thrilled to be talking about this because I think it's just one more thing um, that Erica has added since she's been in the family at MASC. It's just one more wonderful component of you and your skills that you've added to what we provide for our members. And I'm just so thankful that you were led to this building. I am too. (laughs) So grateful. (laughs) That you were brought here to us. And, you know, sorry, but (laughs) sorry, not sorry. We got you um anything else we need to talk about guys while we've got the mic
2: well everybody
1: well i shouldn't ask that. pay a, pay, a,
2: <laughs> pay attention to the general <laughs> assembly enough. and what it may or may not be doing uh as we get closer to january uh, there were lots of expectations that they were going to be able to get some things done before the end of the year but that's not going to happen yeah. so uh, the session is going to be probably more helter skelter and hectic than it than it has been in a long time.
1: Yeah, the House has set pre-filing dates, November and December. Um, we will definitely have pre-filing in the Senate. We could have some redistricting plans introduced before the end of twenty one. Don't um,
2: expect anything to happen with the states' ARP money in terms of you know definite plans. Right. Uh, there's a lot of talk about and a lot of exploration going on right now about how the state could use its ARP. Uh, Erica and Todd and I were in the governor's office talking with his staff about infrastructure spending, uh, the ARP infrastructure s- dollars that the state has and what uh, what our thoughts on how, how that could be spent or should be spent. Uh, but but this is all discussion at this point. They're, the General Assembly is going to have to make the decisions, and it's uh, it's – probably not at the top of their priority list at this point so
1: right they've, they've got a lot of other things going on and that's just one of them
2: but we're we will be holding another uh, virtual meeting about and talking about the upcoming session again uh, in addition to our little let- our legislative briefings that we held last month the three we're, we're gonna do some more of that upcoming so that as as the picture sort of, clears up with what's going to happen starting in January. Uh, we'll, we'll want you to, to dial yeah, in. Yeah, maybe to, maybe to sometime closer to Christmas when yeah. we've
1: got an idea about our pre-filed bill. So yep. maybe you build a fire and you put on your soft clothes, your pajamas, and your bedroom shoes, and you kind of tune in to our virtual meeting and listen to us talk about what is coming at us. Yes, Maybe did y'all ever? Did y'all grow up drinking like spice tea, Russian tea? Did your parents ever make that no. with Tang? No, you've never had. I've that? never had it. I have. I make it. No, we, It's like Tang, cinnamon, sugar, nutmeg. We
2: um we did not embrace com, we yeah. did not embrace communism in my. But it, in it's our not. It's just, I don't
1: know why it's called that. <laughs> it just <laughs> is. It's we delicious. Drink communist I, t- anyway, I think around the holidays. um, we can, we once we get past pre filing, we will have a better idea of what bills that are going to be new for 22. We already know the bills that are going to be, um, that we're going to be working on because they've already been introduced. It's the second part of a two year session. Those bills that are were not dealt with last session will still be in play. However, there are, they're going to be new ones. So we're going to have to watch for that plus a new budget process plus ARP plus Savannah Riverside settlement money to be allocated, plus redistricting, plus, plus, plus. Can I add
0: a plus in there? Go. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not received your ARP dollars, please call me ASAP. Reach out to me. I want to make sure that we get you to where you need to be. But your money, the money allocated to non-entitlement units of government, It's in the state and it's flowing to our NEUs and we want to make sure that you get your funds. So if you're hearing this and you said, well, I submitted my information to the Municipal Association, where's my money? Please call me, uh, email me so we can get you to the right place. Erica's information
1: is at
2: www.masc.sc.
1: Thank you, Scott. I've missed hearing that on this podcast (laughs) thanks everybody for tuning in i'm going to tell you to do what i've told you to do for the last two years uh wear a mask wash your hands uh distance from others when it's appropriate and if you are able get vaccinated everybody take care of yourselves stay healthy and tune in for another episode soon